We are Hope Church Guildford. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering online. Please go to www.hopechurchguildford.com for more details. We look forward to getting to know you. Well, good morning, Hope Church. Uh, let me extend my welcome to you along with uh, John's. And uh, isn't it great to gather today for our third Mission Sunday? And uh, these Mission Sundays have been a great time for us to just be reminded again about what it means. What is the heart of all that it means to share Jesus with other people? And that's really what it's about. But it's also about sharing uh, and celebrating the church plant, which we're going to be doing as a church into the Middle East. And, and specifically, Paul and Joe will be on the ground there. But certainly we're all going together, hearts and minds and prayers with them. Uh, if you missed uh, the first two, then do catch up with them. On the first one, we just heard from Paul and Joe themselves as they shared their heart and all that God has called them to uh, into the Middle East. And then last week, we heard from Guy and Heather Miller, the uh, sort of apostolic leaders of Commission, the family church, uh, family of churches that we belong to. And uh, that was just excellent again. And today we've got another special guest for you. And it's a, a great pleasure of mine to be able to introduce uh, to you um, Andy McCulloch. And uh, Andy has written uh, a brilliant book. Um, which is called Global Humility. And it's just a great resource to us about mission. And uh, I first met Andy a couple of years ago in a tent at West Point, which is our summer festival, where we were first exploring uh, what this church plant might look like. And I was really impressed with him then and have continued to be as we pray together on numerous occasions and uh, look to establish what, what we're doing at the moment. So, Andy, it's really great to have you with us uh, today. Why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hey, Chris. Good morning, church. Uh, yeah, I'm Andy. I'm married to Jess. Uh, I'm, I was born and grew up in Cyprus. Jess is from South Africa. Uh, so we're quite an international family. Uh, we've lived in London for a bit and we've lived in Istanbul for a bit. And now we're based in Reading. So not too far from you guys in Guildford. Yeah, just around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, missions always been something that you're very uh, passionate about and uh, you know you've written written book on it as, as I mentioned what's what's your experience of, of mission yeah I mean when I first came to faith I was 17 years old my mate invited me to church and I think even from then just when I, I got saved I got baptized when I was 17 and straight away I just had in my heart uh, hey I want to tell people about Jesus who don't know about him and straight away, when I finished school at 18, I went to India, uh, was based there for a while, um, which was proper, like knocking on doors every day, like old fashioned. Hey, do you want to hear about Jesus? Uh, which was hard work, but amazing. And so I think I've always had that in my heart. We're involved in church planting in kind of multicultural bit of West London. I don't know if you know Southall uh, in West London, but we were there for a bit. So I think we've just always had on our heart, how do we how do we reach people with the gospel? There's lots of people that have access to the gospel, but there's lots of people that don't. And so our big move as a family was when we moved to Istanbul in 2009 with our kids and some other friends to go learn Turkish and then look to start a church there. Yeah, yeah. And how old were the kids when you went? We had four kids under six then. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And 
yeah, so I, I guess, you know, as we prepare to go out, I, I imagine that people would have said to you, you're crazy taking four under sixes over to Turkey, learning a new language. Obviously, we're in the still in the midst of this pandemic and there might be people who, you know, sensibly think oh, you're crazy why would you do this you know anytime let alone in this season what what would you say to them for those who think oh this is just a, a mad idea yeah I mean I think it's what it's all about uh, let's be honest if you look at Jesus 12 disciples uh one disqualified himself one died in Jerusalem but the other 10 all went to other countries with the gospel so there that's 10 out of 12 people from Jesus's kind of course so I think it's it's almost like the normal thing. Christians have always done this for thousands of years, like moved by the gospel, moved to another country, learn another language, reach another people. That's how the gospel came to England, isn't it? This kind of small island in the middle of nowhere that no one in Palestine had ever heard of, but someone went, I'm going to go there. So I think we've all, you know, we've always done it. It's what the church has always done. It's what the church is always going to do. So I think it's kind of historically normal, actually, for Christians to move country with the gospel. I think it's, I think it's part of being a follower of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Well, um, we're very excited to, you know, hear you in just a few seconds time. And, you know, as as we get ready to, I just want to encourage you, church, to allow your hearts to be open to all that God might say to you. And uh, yeah, Andy's going to preach and, and he'll pray for us. And after he's done that, I will then come back and share a bit more about how you can continue to partner with us as a church uh, to to plant this church in the Middle East. So yeah, let's, let's focus our eyes on Jesus. Let's hear what he says through Andy now. And uh, I, I know that we're all going to be blessed by what he says. Uh, hi, Hope Church. My name's Andy. Um, I wish we could have been together in person. It's so much better being in the room together. Uh, but these are strange and difficult days. Uh, I'm aware that many of us are really struggling, losing loved ones, and we're praying for this uh, period that we're in to end. Uh, today we're here to really celebrate the sending of Paul and Joe. I do just want to honour uh, Chris. I think from the first time I met him, he was saying, how can we be an excellent sending church? What are the things we need to do, not just to be okay, but to smash it at sending these guys? And um, actually, that's what we want to talk about today, uh, is really the privilege and responsibility of being a sending church. What, what is sending in the Bible? Uh, what does it mean to be sent and what does it mean to send well? And so you guys have a really important part to play. When we moved as a family uh, with four kids under the age of six to Istanbul back in 2009, our church in West London uh, was a huge part of sending us, of making that go well for us, of caring for us, looking after us. And that's your responsibility and privilege now with Paul and Joe. So I'm going to read a couple of verses. Uh, we're going to be in John uh, chapter 20 verse 21 and 22 that's where we're focusing today and then we're just going to zoom out and look at what is sending in the bible and what does it mean to send well what does it mean to be sent well so john chapter 20 verse 21 jesus said to them again peace be with you as the father has sent me even so i'm sending you and when he had said this he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. 
We're now going to zoom out and go right back to the beginning of the story. When God made people, he said four things to them. To Adam and Eve, he wanted four things from them, really. Firstly, he said, be family. So when he said to them, be fruitful and multiply, and Adam is called the, the son of God in Genesis. It's like, I'm the father, you're my children, go and have more children, create a family that all derives itself from God as father. So I've got a little image here of my family. You can see me and my wife and my four kids. And um, so this is the first command to us is be family. Be, be part of the family of God. Secondly, he said to them, display me. And here is it's the word image. People were made, Adam and Eve were made in the image of God, male and female. He created them in his image. And the whole purpose is to make the invisible one visible. People can't see God, but they can see you. And so we're there to represent him. It's like uh, my phone here. It's a powerful computer. It can do lots of things, but we need the touch screen to be able to interact with it. We need this interface. The screen here is like the image. People are the way that the world can connect with God. It's through the medium of us. And so we are his image. Thirdly, he said to them, garden the wilderness. So when he says to them, fill the earth, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. He's talking about extending the borders of the garden. They're in this beautiful garden, the Garden of Eden. I've got my little garden here. You can see it. Um, I think Eden was a bit nicer than this, but you know what we mean. Uh, and and so he was saying, as you go out into the world, into the howling darkness, into the scary chaos of the world beyond Eden, you'll be taking that the garden of God with you, the shade, the comfort, the place where people meet with God, that, that shelter, that healing, and you'll be extending it into the world. Garden, the wilderness, beauty into bleakness, shade into the kind of scary howling darkness. And then fourthly, uh, he said, do this all by my Holy Spirit. So we read in Genesis that he breathed into Adam's nostrils the Holy Spirit. It's quite an intimate picture. God, it's almost like a kiss, breathing into him the Holy Spirit. And Adam became a living being. And so I've got here, just to represent the Holy Spirit, I've got a little fan. Hope you can see that. You can't feel it, I'm afraid. And so we've got these, these four things, really, that were in the package of God sending Adam and Eve into the world. Be family, display me, God in the wilderness, and do it by the Holy Spirit. These four things. But we failed, you know the story, we failed on all four counts. In Genesis, we read, uh, because of eating the fruit uh, and and betraying God's trust, actually, we we failed on all four counts. So just going to read from Genesis uh, chapter 3 and verse 8. And this is after they have messed up. We read, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That's evening time. Heat of the day is afternoon in the Middle East and then evening time. So God's walking in the garden in the evening. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. So they're hiding from God. But the Lord called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. So we have here fear and shame. And so actually the four things that we were called to be and do, they all broke. Family broke um, and it's still broken today. Uh, here we have blame, you know, 
Uh, Adam says, oh, it's Eve's fault. Eve says, oh, it's the snake's fault. They start blaming. We have shame, this sense of I'm naked. I don't want people to see who I really am. Try and cover myself up with make makeup and telling big stories and looking good because I don't want people to see who's what, what I'm really like. So we've got blame, we've got shame, and family is still broken today. There's pain, there's mess, there's envy, there's resentment, there's prejudice. The human family is broken. Secondly, we see the image broke. Uh, Adam and Eve, who were supposed to represent God, now they don't. They're just representing uh, kind of a really broken version of God. And, and it's like when your phone screen cracks and you think your phone still has this powerful computer and big memory, but you can't access it because the screen, the interface is broken. And, and when we broke the image of God in us through sin, actually we stopped being able to represent God truly to the world and so image broke. Thirdly, we lost the garden. Adam and Eve, they're, they're thrown out as a punishment, they're banished. Uh, we lost our home, we became refugees. Whenever you see on the news refugees uh, carrying everything they belong, not, not belonging anywhere, that's us. We, we're refugees since Eden, we were thrown out, we lost the garden, we lost the comfort and the shelter and the shade and the fruitfulness. And fourthly, uh, we lost the spirit. Uh, so uh, at the beginning it said we were made from dust, that's kind of our mortal piece, but we also had the spirit of God, that's the, the kind of the identification with the presence, the life of God. But now God says you're dust and to dust you'll return. It's like you've lost the spirit, but you're just dust now. Death instead of life, dust instead of spirit. Uh, we died that day. And so actually we lost all four of the things uh, that, that make us who we are in God. And so... In summary, we went from uh, striding to hiding. We went from a call to a fall. We went from having a name to, to being filled with shame. And we went from commissioned to actually decommissioned, being put out of commission. We, we lost our purpose, we lost our sending. And that's our story for, for hundreds of years, for thousands of years. And that's where we are, hiding in the garden in fear and shame. And so God makes a plan and he says, I, I'm going to reboot the world. I'm going to relaunch it again, this whole project. And so he sends his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to do what we failed to do. Jesus comes to be like a new Adam, a new beginning, uh, to relaunch God's project world, if you like. It's like, I don't know about you, I'm not very good with the tech stuff. Uh, if it's not working, I just turn it off, leave it for a bit, and then turn it on again. Reboot and everything will be fine. You know, if our internet isn't working, I turn it off, I count to 10, and then I turn it on again. And with all the homeschooling at the moment in lockdown, you know, we, we spend a lot of time doing that. It's like reboot and everything will be fine. In a sense, that's what God is doing when he sends Jesus. He's like, let's reboot the world. Let's restart Project Human. And he does it with Jesus. So Jesus is a new Adam, a new beginning. And when Jesus comes... He does these four things. He does these four things. He's sent by the Father to start a family. So here's my family again, but Jesus comes and he says to people, God is Father. When you pray, this is how you're going to pray. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. God is Father. He comes and he says to people, you're adopted, you're welcomed into his family. Anyone who believes in me has the right to be called a son or a daughter of God. He comes to start a family. The, uh, amongst his disciples, he's starting brotherhood, family. That's the church. That's the church. That's what we are, family. Secondly, he comes to display God. Jesus came and he said in John's gospel, if you've seen me, 
you've seen the Father. He says, God is invisible. You can't see him, but you can see me. You want to know what God's like? Look at me. How does God feel about the poor? Look at how I move towards the poor. How does God feel about injustice in the world? Look at how I react to injustice. You want to know what God's like? Look at Jesus. So he renders the invisible one visible. Jesus is the perfect touch screen. He's the perfect interface between the power of God and humans who need something to touch and someone to talk to. That's why the Bible says, you know, when Jesus lived amongst us, we touched him, we heard him, we connected with him, we spoke with him. It's like he made God present in a person. Thirdly, when Jesus came, he was the gardener. He's bringing the beauty of heaven into the bleakness of earth. Jesus said, you know, I've come to bring new creation. If anyone's in Christ, new creation, Paul said. Uh, it, actually, the resurrection, if you remember, he's in the garden. He's in the garden and Mary sees him and she thinks he's the gardener. She says, are you the gardener? Do you know where they've put? Actually, Jesus is the gardener. He's come to kind of start a new Eden, a new creation uh, to bring life. In Genesis 3, we went from a garden to a tomb from life to death. But in the resurrection of Jesus, he actually comes from a tomb into a garden. Hallelujah. From death to life. And fourthly, Jesus came. He brought the Holy Spirit. Just remind you. He brought, um, he brought life. He came and he said to people, receive the Holy Spirit. My Father is going to send the Holy Spirit. So the, the sending of Jesus encompassed these four things perfectly, uniquely and wonderfully. But still... We resisted him. Still, we hardened our hearts. We crucified him. We killed the author of life and we continued hiding from God. But Jesus, he rises from the dead on the first day of the week, on the Sunday morning, which is why we do church on a Sunday, because it's resurrection day. And now it's evening of the first day of the week. It's evening of resurrection day. And we're coming to this John chapter 20 passage that we started with. So I'm just going to read John 20 and 19, and this is where our sending brings all of these themes together. So John 20 and 19, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and he said to them, peace be with you. So the disciples are terrified. They're hiding in fear and shame. They've got the doors locked. We're still hiding. We've been hiding ever since Genesis 3. We're still hiding from God. Jesus came and stood among them and he said to them, peace be with you. When he'd said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. Sometimes we need to be told twice, particularly if it's something like peace. You know, don't worry. No, really, don't worry. Peace be with you. And as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Just like the Father sent me into the world, so I'm sending you into the world. Just like the Father sent me to do these four things, now I'm sending you to do these four things. And when he said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Do you see this scene is a repeat of the scene in Genesis chapter three. It's, it's the, the same thing again, but Jesus is fixing it now. He's fixing the picture. So it's evening. In Genesis chapter three, God walked in the garden in the cool of the day. And now it says it's evening of the first day of the week. First day of the week, new creation, new beginning, 
evening time. God walks among them and the people are still hiding in fear and shame, just like Adam and Eve were hiding from God. It's centuries later and we're still hiding and God comes to walk among us in the person of Jesus Christ. And we're going to see a great reversal here from hiding to striding, from shame to being given a name, from decommissioned to recommissioned. And we're going to see a renewal right here in this moment, in this scene, in the upper room, in Jerusalem, 2,000 years ago, a renewal of these four things. Family is renewed. Family is renewed. Jesus says, as the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. He uses the word father. That's a family word. He says, I represented my father. He sent me into the world to represent him. And now I'm sending you. It's a, the sending thing is a family thing. And he says, peace be with you. Peace is a family word. It restores our broken relationships. Peace with the father. Peace with one another. Peace in, amongst people that hate each other. We're, a part of our mission is to bring peace, to bring reconciliation, to, to fix broken relationships, to bring them back together again. So he's removing shame. He's vetoing blame and he's reinstating the family name. Sending is a family thing. It's an issue of family honour. Paul and Joe, as your church sends you, you need to know you're being sent by the Father, but also you're being sent by a family. You're being sent as part of a family and you're being sent to extend the family of God to welcome new people from another nation into the family of God, to know the Father, to have peace with him and peace with one another. Family is renewed. Secondly, image is restored. It says here that Jesus showed them his hands and his side. What did he show them? He showed them the wounds from the cross. His hands are broken. There there might be crusted blood there. There's wounds there from the nails and in his side from the spear and and it's it's like jesus saying you are a cracked screen i was a perfect screen but i have been cracked so that you can be restored i have been broken so that you can be made whole i have been uh, smashed on the cross so that you can have a brand new opportunity to be the image of Jesus was the perfect image of the father but he was broken on the cross so that we who are broken images of the father may be made whole in order to display him perfectly in order to be again a connection with the world an interface between the invisible one and a world that desperately needs him so image here is restored thirdly the garden is replanted This is amazing. In Genesis, God stood among the trees. He walked among the trees. Here in John, God is walking amongst the disciples. So we are the garden. The people, you, me, we are the garden of God. Wherever we go, we extend the rule of God. We offer shade to the lonely. We offer comfort to the broken. We produce the fruit of the kingdom of heaven. We are the garden now. So wherever we go, we bring that life with us. And fourthly, the spirit is reissued. He breathed on them, just like God breathed on Adam and Eve in the beginning. He breathed on them and he said to them, 
receive the Holy Spirit. There's no sending without the Spirit. There's no life or power or authority without the Holy Spirit. And Paul and Joe, as we send you, receive the Holy Spirit. Know the breath of God coming upon you. So Jesus says here to his church, as the Father sent me, so am I sending you. Adam was sent, he failed. Jesus was sent, he did these things perfectly. And now the same baton has been passed to us. The same mission has been entrusted to us. And, and so what do we do? We're talking about Paul and Joe going and being part of a church planting team. They need to learn language. They need to learn how to live in the country that they're going to. Why? So that they can plant a church. Why do we talk about church planting? Because that is the perfect way of doing these four things. That's the perfect way of doing these four things. Only the church is family. Broken people get brought to know the Father. People that have fallen out get, get brought together in relationship. We start churches because we get to show the family of God in a new nation, in a new place. Only the church displays God. The church is the image of God, actually. Uh, when we fight injustice, that shows that God cares about these things. When we protect the most vulnerable in society, that shows that God cares about these things. When we display our joyful diversity, that shows that God cares about these things. So lots of people in the place that Paul and Joe are going don't know God and they can't see God, but they'll be able to see the church that gets planted through them. And in that way, they'll have an interface with God. It will display the image of God in that nation. Thirdly, only the church is the garden. We are the garden of God. The Bible calls us that. Uh, we're there to produce fruit. We're there to offer shelter and refuge for people out in the howling wilderness. We're there to bring God's presence and his kingdom and extend it through the world. And fourthly, this is only possible in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So Hope Church, you are the family of God. You're the family of God. Love one another. Accept one another. Look out for one another. Care for one another. You're the family of God. And in sending Paul and Joe, be family to them. Be family to them. Be on the phone. Connect with them. Ask them what they need. They'll be there and you'll be here, but you are family. Hope Church, you are the display of God. Make the invisible one visible. Everywhere you go, in Guildford, in your workplace, if you commute into London, if you're studying, however you're living your life at the moment, display him. Display him. People can't see God, but they can see you, and that's what you're called to do. Thirdly, Hope Church, you are the garden of God. You're the garden of God. Fill the earth. Extend the garden into new neighborhoods, into new homes, into new areas of your town, and into unreached nations in the world. Fill the earth with his fruitfulness, with his life. Jesus is the gardener and he's extending his garden around the world and we're part of that. We're part of that. And fourthly, Hope Church, receive the Spirit of God. And I'm just going to pray for you now about these four things. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you that they're the family of God. I pray that each one that's here would feel welcome, would feel part 
of that family. We pray for Paul and Joe as they go, that they would extend your family, that through them going, many new people would come to know you as Father, to call you Father. Lord, make them fruitful in extending your family, we pray. Father, I pray for this dear church to be the display of God. I pray that many people would come on Alpha courses on Sundays and they'd look and they'd go, wow, if you're like this, then God must be like this. I pray for a wonderful display of who God is here in Guildford. And I pray for Paul and Joe as they go to to represent you, to live with integrity and beauty, to do everything that you call them to do so they can display you. And Father, I pray uh, for Hope Church to be the garden of God. I pray that this would be a place. And I actually, I feel of everything, I I really feel this for you guys, um, that you're like a garden, that many people will come in thirsty and weary from the desert and they'll find shade here. I feel there's something about your church that's very pastoral, that's full of comfort and welcome. And it's almost like I see... Uh, big groups of people that have been journeying for a long time coming into your garden and drinking from your well and finding rest. Would you open your gates and extend your welcome as God brings in whole families? I believe God's going to bring you uh, some whole families in big clumps, even from different nations, from different ethnic backgrounds into you as a church community to rest in your garden. And fourthly, We say, Hope Church, receive the Holy Spirit. Right now, each one of you, individually and corporately, receive a fresh empowering with the Holy Spirit. Be a people of the Spirit. Know the joy of the Spirit. Know faith and confidence in the Holy Spirit. Know the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Paul and Joe, be filled with the Holy Spirit as you go. God bless you guys. Thank you for being an amazing sending church to Paul and Joe. God bless you, Paul and Joe, as you uh, begin this adventure of moving to another country. It's a great way to be. God bless you guys. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much, um, Andy, for sharing that excellent uh, message for our church. And, you know, wasn't it just a, a fantastic talk? Isn't it such a great reminder that, yes, as the church, we are God's family. And that's what we're called to do, to extend the family of God across this earth. And that, and that we get to display God through the way we interact with people and talk with people. And, and that we're his garden to bring in shade and, and bring bring in uh, people and help them and support them and and, uh, and be with them. And, and I thought, wasn't it a great prophetic word he had about um, us sheltering people from the nations and just fantastic that even recently we um, have had, you know, we had, I think, about five or six different nations becoming members, you know, people from South Africa, from the US, from Bulgaria and from Germany. And it's just excellent that, that we're already seeing something of that prophetic word that he shared with us. And and then lastly, that, you know, obviously we need the fullness of the Holy Spirit to 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 fill us and equip us so that we can we can be the church, we can display God and and be his hands and feet. And you know, I, I just uh, thought it was just such an encouraging message and, and a great reminder to us of what it means to be a sending church. Now, 
as we mentioned at the beginning, over these this Mission Sunday series, we've been sharing um, about what it means, again, for us to remind ourselves what it means for us to be on mission, but also what it means for us to send Paul and Joe. And here, just a reminder, here's those things that we'd love you to join us together as a church so that we can really send Paul and Joe well and be their family as they head out into the Middle East. And so it's great, isn't it, for us to pray. And next Sunday evening, we'll be praying together for Paul and Joe. That's the first Sunday of every month. We'd love you to be involved in that and all those details can be found on, in the Facebook group um, but you can if you don't have them you can also contact us and we'll share them with you as well and importantly finance finance is a big part of what it means for us as a church to send Paul and Joe well now it's fantastic that already we've uh, raised over 70 percent of what it costs for us to go in fact just to help you here is a pie chart and uh, as you can see on this pie chart if we were to um, have the whole 100 percent then what that would mean is that we uh, that we can do all of these things and this this is where the whole 100% will go to so important things like language learning it's so important to be able to share our, our faith with people to know to do that in their language uh, accommodation uh, communication you know travel flights uh, and medical insurance and been out for, for Paul and Joe to be able to continue to uh, contribute towards their pensions and national insurance which is so important now the amazing thing is is that we can already um, get there uh, Paul and Joe can get there, they can have accommodation and they can have food. And I just think that's fantastic. They can also already pay for half of the language learning that they need to. But the, the extra sort of 25 to 30% that we're looking to for, what that will do are these following things. You know, it will help them to get those hours up to 25 hours uh, a week of language learning per person. And so if you were able to to give 50 pounds a month, then you could help them to to cover 10 hours of language learning for either Paul or Joe. 40 pounds a month would mean that they could travel by taxi or bus to and from places uh, uh, to, the, to the learning schools, but also to to to, to the places uh, around. Um, if you were able to give £35, and do you know what? That would pay for their internet bill. It means they'd be able to get onto Zoom. They'll be able to communicate with us. And wouldn't it be fantastic if they could do that? Um, or the electricity bill is, is 30 quid, and it would be great for them to be able to have lights and, and heating for the, for the cookers. Or, or £20 a month would be able to pay for a mobile phone contract um, for them to be able to communicate through WhatsApp, continue to stay in touch with the life group and things like that. So it's fantastic that we can we can get Paul and Joe on the ground. And do you know what? Wouldn't it be fan, equally fantastic if we could just help them whilst they're there to be able to do some of these things and have some of these things? Now, they're, they're not extravagant things, but there are things that are really help them to to plant this church that, that we're looking to do. And so just want to continue to reiterate our thanks and our gratefulness to uh, those people that have already pledged to give and we'd love you um if you if you haven't done that to to pray with your family and consider is this something you could give however little towards so that because every little helps and 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 a bunch of us giving a little bit will go a long way to making sure that we can start this church plant really really well 
because after all we are the people of God and we're we're called to be a family together to to display God's family we're called to um, display God to people we're called to be the garden and be a place where people can find rest and, and restoration and, and fruitfulness and we're called to be a people um, that walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and so I'm, I know just as God has, has called us as a church to do this, that he will provide all our needs. And so as we finish our, our third uh, Mission Sunday um, and we look forward to in eight weeks time sending Paul and Joe, let's let's be a people that continue to pray for them, that, that give towards the mission, that support them and send them our love and our care um, as as they prepare these last few weeks, as as Joe's finishing work this week and and they're getting ready to to um, to, to, to move. Thank you so much for being with us. You know, as we finish this morning meeting, we're going to worship again. And so I just want to encourage you, let's join together. Let's worship. Let's pray. And as, as we do, let's pray for them and let's pray for God to, to stir us and speak to us about what is our part to play in, uh, yeah, in sending Paul and Joe in this season. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We're meeting online every Sunday at 10am. Head to hopechurchgilford.com for more information. We look forward to seeing you.